I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Hello, my name is Justin McClue, and I'm here today with Mark Hansen. And you're listening to the Bay Street Video Podcast. And today, we're talking about all the new Blu-rays and DVDs that have been released right before the Christmas season. Yeah, the last big shopping week before Christmas, everybody. So, the walls are almost clean, dry. Yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing. Don't even bother. All you got is Robert films. <laughs> yep. Oh, that. no, let's be honest. The Robert films would be the first to go. <laughs> they would be the first to go. And, oh, well, you got a new Robert We have movie a new in. Robert film in, you know? For people I mean, that don't know, bit. Robert is a killer doll franchise out of the UK, I out believe. Out of the UK. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, Mark is a very big fan of it. Big fan. Just within the last year or so, I mm-hmm. discovered these films. We, we've done constant updates. Yeah. You've described it as uh, the room of killer doll it films. Is. It really is. At least the first one is, for sure. And then it's the first one's kind of your typical standard haunted doll movie. Mm-hmm. Couple brings home. Annabelle Reed it's ripoff. It's creepy doll. Yeah. It starts causing, wreaking havoc. It's really creepy looking. Now, it, when the third one, they went into a prequel kind of origin story. Inglorious Bastards was dolls. Inglorious Bastards, so it takes place during World War II. Apparently, Robert the Doll originated by, you know, Nazi, supernatural. Yeah, but Nazis. he's a good guy, like the puppets but he's a and good puppet guy. master. He becomes a good guy. Yeah. So the, the fourth one. Revenge of Robert. Revenge of Robert. They so all he's have bad again. similar. <laughs> Actually, not really. Oh, it, okay. It up. Right where does it where, rank in the Robert franchise? Okay, so it picks up right where the last one left off. Okay. So it's still in taking place in World War II, <laughs> Nazi <laughs> Germany. <laughs> Robert and his toy maker guy, who is played by the same guy who's been in like all these movies. Probably too, the director or the director's brother. It's like the director's friend or something. Yeah. And and he, Robert's got two little doll friends. Okay, I was going to say, does he have a team? He's got, he's got a team now. Okay. And they're on a train trying to escape from Germany, but the Nazis have caught wind. Oh, so like, this so sounds great. This train chase movie. But is the it hilarious, great? Um, not great. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not as good as the last one. Okay. The hilarious thing is they're literally on this train and the whole movie, there's like uh, a good government agent and like a bad government agent after them and you're not sure which one's which, but it takes them the whole movie to go like the length of a train. So it's like, like Snow Chaser. Buy, yeah, basically. <laughs> But it's not even that long of a train. There's like nobody on this train. And they're just, they're not hidden. They're just like in a compartment. Somewhere. Well, you know, this is the fourth Robert film, this but there's is, still yeah. more. There's right? one more. There's so one Robert more. Robert Reborn, which is still like these, I don't know what is wrong. These people are obsessed with Nazi Germany. Yes. Right? Well, it probably still, sells. Well, yeah, I guess it sells. Yeah. So now this next one, Robert Reborn, you'd think it was a like a reboot, but mm-hmm. no, it just continues. And now he's dealing with Stalin's henchmen. <laughs> So Ooh, we don't sounds have, exciting. Yeah, we don't have that one yet, but we will be bringing that in soon. But as the Revenge of Robert, if you're if you've been watching the Robert series up until this point, it's still fun. It's yeah, still, you, it, know, you know, it's like checking Robert's in with still, old friends. Exactly, Robert's still great. You yeah, know, he's got little doll friends. It's fun. They, you know, they kill people and pretty. When they actually do kill people, they have Is some it? pretty good kills. I, I mean, it's say. available now it's at Street Video on DVD and DVD only. DVD only. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a Blu-ray. For you know, other cult films that are coming out. We got Savage Dawn, uh, released by Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah. This this is a war hero, Lance Henriksen, mm, like that, visits his weapons expert buddy, George Kennedy, love George love Kennedy, that, yeah. in a western town, mm, like that, at the mercy of a motorcycle gang. I feel like I've read this plot. Like a million times. Yes. <laughs> but none of them have starred Lance Henriksen no, of and George Kennedy. <laughs> of course. Instant of course. sale. Yeah. We also have Silver Bullet coming out from Shout Factory, or Scream Factory. Scream Factory. Uh, Silver Bullet, I remember, used to play on TBS all the yeah, time. You know, I've never seen this movie. It has actually. really crummy 
Werewolves. Yeah? That's what it's okay. mostly famous for. Hasn't it, this, like, people like this People one, like this one. Like, it has, yeah. um, oh, everybody loves the fact that it stars, like, Gary Busey as, like, a crazy, seemingly drunk uncle. Of course. I, I mean, think it's Corey, it's Corey Haim that's yeah. in a wheelchair the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever read the Cycle of the Werewolf uh, graphic novel? No. Uh, oh, it's great, because it has, like, Bernie Wrightson illustrations, the Stephen okay. King book. And, yeah, the movie's fun. It's a Dino De Laurentiis production. <laughs> it was supposed to be directed by Don Coscarelli. Really? And Dino okay. hated the script so much that Stephen King helped Don with that yeah. he just fired Don just and somebody fired. else was hired. Yeah, yeah Daniel Atias, I think. Is oh, the, I don't know. Yeah, I don't the director. Even know who that is? No, yeah. I don't think he did much cult stuff. Yeah. What he mostly known for is um, Silver Bullet. I want right. to say Cycle of the Werewolf, not yeah. the actual <laughs> title. That's a very classy werewolf yeah, I know. title. Be uh, we got to the Devil a Daughter. That's our weekly hammer. Weekly hammer check in. This is a very uh, famous uh, one. People really it. like it. Yep, yep. So you know you um, got to finish that hammer collection. You're <laughs> like, I'm addicted. I don't have a choice. What else? to say about Hammer movies. <laughs> Not that I ever had anything to say about Hammer movies. And they still keep coming out. Oh, there's more coming in January. Uh, we have a Universal Horror Collection, Volume 3. Uh, it's Tower of London, Man-Made Monster, Horror Island, and The Black Cat. But not Edgar G. Elmer's Black Cat. It's a different no. Black Cat yeah. that also features Bela Lugosi also, in it. Yeah, yeah, Bela Lugosi did two of these. Yes, so. he did. Yeah. <laughs> they need that Black Cat continuity. He's like, this he's back. a pretty good collection of them, though, uh, especially if you're a Bela Lugosi fan. I have never uh, seen any of these movies. Movies. I haven't, but I know they sold a lot on DVD. <laughs> How dare you I say this is a yeah. pretty good collection of movies? <laughs> Listen, I'm a salesman. This is what I have to do. Know, exactly. Actually, they kind of um, fixed the mistake that they made with Universal Horror Collection Volume 2, mm-hmm. which is that they, like, some of the movies, because you could tell they didn't care that much about yeah. them, so they had no commentary. This one, all of them have exactly. commentary, so you're like, oh, I'm sold. The second one was a little lower selling. Yeah, and the third one, you're like, I guess known. people cared about all these movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how they get you. That's how they get me. <laughs> yeah. We also have Vice Academy, 1 to 3. I've seen clips from this movie. Yeah, these are the films that are directed ridiculous. by the guy who did Hobgoblin. It is, yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, there was a box set that was released on DVD years ago, and he did yeah. commentary on every one of them. Yeah, yeah. And he had the most nasally voice I have ever. <laughs> I've never heard anything like that on a commentary track. But nice. you know, I, I can't say I've ever liked any of his movies. Hobgoblins, yeah, I mean, Hobgoblins, Hobgoblins is, is two. Yeah, <laughs> Mystery Science Theater three thousand. The episode that they did, they actually like got a cardboard cutout of like the shape of the director, no and way. one of the robots like beat it up. He's like, I hate you so much. And the director was like, Oh, that hurt my feelings. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but then he hurt uh, society's feelings with releasing Hobgoblins 2, a self-aware parody of Hobgoblins 1. <laughs> Boo. Boo! But Vice Academy that. was like back in the day. I think it was like yeah. the 80s, 90s. Lumia Quigley isn't one of them. Yeah, you know, that 80s sex comedy. Yeah, Police Academy. Yeah, Everybody loves those movies, every, right? Of course, you know, and uh, the cover art is Wait, like this is a box very... set, right? Is it like a fancy looking box it's set? Just, so the cool thing about this and the Savage Dawn release is they're part of Vinegar Syndrome's archive lines. So oh. They started up oh, no. PSA. <laughs> Yeah. I did not know this. They did. So. This is their bottom of the barrel. We probably won't be able to sell them any other way. No, but no, man, the cases on, no. are they awesome. Are really nice. I mean, so I bought the Frank Stallone like, one. Yeah, the, so you bought Savage Harbor. Yeah. yeah. Not to be confused with Savage Dawn. And they had Evil Town out yes. before, uh, which we still have copies of. If Evil Town was a film that had never been released. I don't even no, think on VHS. No, I think uh, Curtis Hansen directed one of the segments of it. And like, what? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Under a different name. So. Okay, yeah. But so this is their second wave of those. So mm-hmm. basically, with these you can't get the you can get these off their site and in a few stores mm. but that's it you can't get them off Amazon you can't get them anywhere else yeah or it's only to be one of those the, their stores yeah. uh, online or yeah. uh, the like archive yeah their physical locations yeah, and based video and based 
YouTube videos. So yeah, it's nowhere cool else. Got, yeah, nowhere <laughs> no, else. That is not true, yeah, but true. for the record, that's what we're going to be saying. Yeah. Uh, we also have, ooh, man, the classic section. Ooh. The Cable Guy. Yeah, I love that this is number one in the classic <laughs> uh, It's <here>. alphabetical. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't the Cable Guy, wasn't it released on Blu-ray a little while back? It was a big deal because they put a commentary track on really? it that had Ben Stiller and Jim Carrey and Judd okay. Apatow on it. Well, we never had that, Okay. So. Oh, yeah. Looking here, not only is there the commentary track with the three titans yeah. on it. Jim Carrey, <laughs> I've listened to this track. He is very... Um, Calm, okay. In the kind of way that like comedians often are right. when they actually have to talk just as themselves. Yeah. We got Judd Apatow well, and you got Ben Stiller. Exactly. Right now, yeah. so. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and but yeah, but Judd there's a whole bunch of special like, features as well. Yeah, it's actually pretty loaded. And uh, I mean, Ooh, I Leslie Mann audition. Leslie audition tape. <laughs> I mean, I love the Cable Guy. Are there it's, Kyle Gass yeah. deleted scenes <laughs> from yeah, that one shot be. where he's like, uh, and he turns <laughs> I it off. Um, yeah, Cable Guy. I mean, um, <laughs> ooh, the script for the Cable Guy. You almost ruined Jim Carrey's career. <laughs> no, Cable Guy is great. You know, I was recently you know, talking about Jim Carrey in the context of The Grinch being terrible, and I forgot he had made The Cable Guy. Really? Yeah. I thought you'd be a huge fan of The Cable Guy. The problem with The Cable Guy is I don't think it's dark enough. Fair enough. That it, and it that push it hard. I know what it is, and that's yeah. Ben Stiller, Stiller syndrome. Is that yeah. he always does that with some properties that he like just doesn't like. I know. If someone like Danny DeVito had directed The Cable Guy. Could mm. be R-rated. <laughs> yes. No, I get that. But I do think it's it's my favorite Ben Stiller directorial mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> I mean, one of the other ones, I Reality know, Bites. Yeah. Zoolander. Oh, Zoolander. I mean, uh, Zoolander's I like pretty Zoolander. fun. I do yeah. like Zoolander. But I don't know. I just Zoolander really, 2. Zoolander 2. <laughs> which I still haven't seen. <laughs> no one has. Yeah, no one has. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I don't know. This one just always works. You know, this is so a well. good and gift. And Jim Carrey is so weirdly dark and yeah. funny in it. It's just perfect. Like his performance. For people our age, you get your friend yeah. who likes Jim Carrey. He probably hasn't thought of the Cable Guy since exactly, it came out, yeah. but said that he liked and it. It holds up, honestly. Maybe it's like a bit. Yeah, you know, it's a bit nineties. I mean, Jim like, Carrey's performance, ooh, all oh, out. Yeah, definitely. I think cable it's a little NPC, though. To oh, is it? Areas, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh, whatever. But then there's that awesome like TV movie court case that's going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, like, it's Ben Stiller. Like, twins, twins murder, and then they do the movie with Eric Roberts playing the kid. Like, oh, do they? I don't yeah, remember like that. A, it's like a movie of the week thing. They're like Eric Roberts plays Mr. Homer. You yeah. can't do that. <laughs> if you scream, if I scream, they'll hear me. With all with all men in the White House, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, we also have uh, The Boat is Full. Yeah, not that many laughs as this one. Yeah, not... <laughs> it's a keynote like, release. Yeah, it's one of those movies that was nominated for, like, a foreign language mm-hmm. Oscar back in the day <laughs> yeah. in the early 80s. We're only pro-English nobody, on this podcast, yeah. Nobody remembers. I feel like it's one of those movies that nobody really remembers, mm-hmm. but, I mean... Yeah, it's it's about World War II, as most of the uh, foreign nominated films are, <laughs> about Switzerland and immigrants coming into it. I'm sure it's very moving, mm-hmm. and um, it was remembered at the time and has been kind of forgotten. It's been kind of forgotten, but you know, come pick it up, I guess. Restored, you know, you know. <laughs> Came back and it deserves to be discovered again. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen this movie. I've not seen it. Either, so. Oh no, yeah. Mark, your salesman has <laughs> been uh, rubbing if you up have on a me. World War II fan in your life. Listen, if you're one of those you Academy know. Award uh, loving people. <laughs> who have to watch every nominated yeah, foreign on, film yeah. Oscar. You, go. you gotta check Here this one go. out. We didn't have... even win though, right? <laughs> no, I nominated. said nominated. <laughs> <laughs> we have First Men in the Moon from 1964. This is like a special effects British film mm-hmm. about can the man reach the moon? <laughs> 
Wait, they get there and they find a Union Jack. I know, What's right? the secret behind the flag? I gotta I know. know. People really like this movie. Aliens. Uh, yeah, right. Well, also, you know, Mysterious Island is coming. So Indicator's yeah. putting out both of these at the same time. Does and First Men in the Moon, uh, does it have Ray Harryhausen effects as well? Verne. It is a Jules Verne Yes, it is. Right? Yeah, they get so shot out I of a cannon and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it has the Harry Harryhausen effects. Actually. No, probably I've not. I've never heard it in that context, yet. but Mysterious Island does. It does, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and that's been, I believe it's been available on a few box sets here and there on Blu-ray, but it's this is like yeah, deluxe like, treatment. Do you remember the giant ever. DVD yeah, sets that came yeah. out for Harryhausen where it came with like the yeah, figurines and stuff that. like that? Yeah, yeah. I always regret that I went to the... Um, Expo and they had it for like five dollars and I didn't pick it up. The DVDs yeah. <laughs> of those with like the giant statuette. Yeah, no, those because they probably get them and I'd be like, where do I put the statuette? And it would be like in a corner somewhere. We just collect dust the entire <laughs> yeah, exactly. time. Facing, Beside, I assume. The corner, uh, yeah. I mean, in this reality, I probably owned the Golem as well. Yeah. That came with uh, two towers box set and whatever junk like a Hellboy. That nobody <laughs> wanted. Approaching on. I gotta get the big special edition. <laughs> I need the little Pacific Rim action figure. You're like Steve Carell in the 40-year-old virgin. You've got them all in the boxes. Yeah, and like Steve Carell, I also have new comics uh, in <laughs> yeah. frames on the wall. There you go. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you putting new comics? Did you write or draw them? Because if you did not, what you... What that's a very classic, like, Jed Apatow. like, I don't know. This is what nerds do, right? <laughs> yeah, right? We also have Heartbreak Hotel. Oh, you Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus. <laughs> Columbus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a Chris Columbus classic. Is that a, Never seen it. Yeah. I, I saw Heartbreak Hotel. It. I'm like, ooh, the uh, Elvis think... film? Or Maybe a uh, Clint Eastwood film. Yeah, no, that's Pink Cadillac. Yes, right. Uh, yeah, haven't so, seen this one. It's about a teenager I mean, who kidnaps Elvis Presley. It at seems a 19- like people who grew up with this film hmm. really like this really? film. So I mean. Take it's, that for what it was. Was there like an uh, like a I want to hold your hand kind of mania Maybe, where like everyone yeah. was making pop star related <laughs> yeah, films? Right? And I mean, this was one of his early efforts, right? Like this was right after Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, is it? Yeah, and he okay. wrote it and directed it. He's like, this is my passion project. Passion. No, it was. It was a total passion project. I Are you an Elvis fan? Seen... You look like an Elvis fan yeah. or a Buddy okay. Holly fan. Uh, not really. Because <laughs> you look like Buddy Holly. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that before. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's Buddy Holly and Wes Bentley. Those yeah, are the two people that mark up. <laughs> the unholy love child yeah. of Buddy Holly. Listen, I heard, just Wes heard Wes Bentley. Bentley was cast in the Buddy Holly story Wes part ben- two. <laughs> what if Buddy Holly Imagine. had never died? Yeah. That needs, let's get on. I'll direct that. <laughs> and you're just filled with hate because you hate Wes Bentley so much. You're like, hey, was that good, Mark? You're like, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. I think I got a little bit of yeah. that P2 energy. Yeah, was that good? Right. Was that bad? Yeah. Uh, it's bad. Yeah. Why don't you dial that down a little bit? Take it down to P1. Yeah. Um, We also have Heist coming out, the David Mamet uh, movie. Yeah. This is fun. Uh, I like this movie. I mean, I like David Mamet's movies a lot. Especially Um, as a person, right? Yeah. He reflects your political ideologies. (laughs) You know what? All these, like, 80s, 90s (laughs) writers. Yeah. Tough guy writers. Let's just do you know that Frank Miller said that like he regrets the stuff that he said post 9/11 and that he was in a bad place. Really? Because a lot of his comics kind of reflected a really like anti-Muslim ideology. Even made a comic called like Batman Holy Terror that was all really all about that. And he's come out and been like, you know what? I was in a bad place, and and that doesn't reflect how I think now. Right? Yeah. Do you think David Mamet would ever do that? Mm, No. Probably (laughs) not. I mean, it's like we're talking about Paul Schrader the other day. Yeah. His comments. Trader's not as bad not as, as Mammoth. Yeah. 
<laughs> but you know, I loved Mamet. You know, oh, yeah. his prime time. Like, yeah, that muscular dialogue. Like, I Spartan. Spartan. I do yeah. like Spartan. Spartan's I, great. I really like Red Bell is great, too. Red Bell's also great. Has he directed a movie in the last few years? Uh, I don't think he has. He's still written some stuff. I think there's mm-hmm. still stuff based on his plays. Yeah. He hasn't really been active, in a yeah. Movie in a while. Um, but a heist not to be confused heist. with the superior <laughs> yeah. The Score. I love The Score, yeah. And I always remember both of these movies being, like, looking the exact same. <laughs> there was, like, like, dueling, dueling heist, heist score heist movies, movies. With, like, big name actors. One of them is directed it. by David Mamet. One of them is directed by Marlon Brando, pantsless, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, for, no, Frank Oz. Frank Oz, uh, yeah. proxy, But you've heard those you know, stories, right? I have heard those <laughs> so stories. So good. I love Marlon Brando in that movie. It's I don't so even remember in that movie. He doesn't have much to do, does no, he? No, he literally sits by like a hot time. <laughs> time. They come visit him in like two or three scenes. Yes. Um, but I mean, that also has Edward Norton like pretending to play a mentally ill person. Oh, no. Strange. I mean, it's for the purpose of him. Like, Do you know that Edward Norton? Oh, so it's like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. Yeah, yeah it's exactly like that, actually. <laughs> Let me see this one in slow like motion. Yeah. Oh, and he does it for a long time. You know bad about that scene? What? Still laugh when I see it. I know, it's bad. I mean, I still laugh all through Ace Ventura, and I know it's Even the end, you're like, that's the best part. Mm, that that yeah. definitely, you know. I did not understand work. as a kid what as was kid, really going thing. on. As a kid, I had no idea. I, I was like, oh, that's funny. And I, you know, <laughs> Looking around. I no idea what was <laughs> Looking around at your parents, we were like, ah! <laughs> yeah, I know, it was so funny. So we also Anyways, have, yeah, yeah, Heist is a good Heist movie. Heist is good. Honestly, I don't think it's one of my favorite, favorite David Weirdly, movies, one of the movies my dad owned, one of the few DVDs. I think it's one of the David Mamet movies movies though that crossed over to the mainstream okay. a bit more they mm. kind of sold it more like a main even though it's yeah. very much a you David love Mamet Gene film, Hackman so. I and I think Danny DeVito right Danny is in it, Vito's in it. who's yeah. the third person Delroy, Delroy Lindo oh, I don't know who that is oh he's a great actor he's in God of 60 Seconds oh I'm he's sure like if I saw his face that. I'd be like uh, he's oh. in Get Shorty he's uh he's in a lot <laughs> I haven't of seen stuff. Get Shorty in okay. ages yeah he's a lot of stuff but I've very much enjoyed the Get Shorty TV show that came out I've been hearing about that no no I haven't come on who do you I, I heard that it was a thing. <laughs> oh, I, I heard somebody say, say on Facebook. I wanted to catch you. You're like, oh, yeah, I've heard it's good. Oh, man, no, you're really I backtracking at yeah, that point. I, I hear lots of things. About I saw a tweet, I think, yeah. about Get Chory the TV show. We also have Hitchcock, the British International Connection, released by Kino. So were yeah. these movies individually released? So these have been available in the public domain. At least okay, no, yeah, but the remastered have, versions that have been no, kind of, oh, no, not till well, now. The Farmer's Wife was part of a three DVD silent film set they put out years ago, but even that, I think, was public domain. Okay. I don't think they cleaned it up very much. Yeah. So this is the first time they've been really cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Champagne. It feels like it's been, like, years ago that they were touring domain. in a remastered version. Yeah, so, so it I, took a long time for these to come out. Wow, beautiful set, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all silent except for The Skin Game, I believe, is an early sound film. But, oh, um, okay. Yeah, this is... You gotta complete that Hitchcock that, collection. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Throw those public domain fan, DVDs out. Yeah, right? If you're a Hitchcock fan and you've seen, like, all the classics... There's still so much more that he made in his early career that <laughs> yeah. has gone like unseen. Uh, none of them all great. Not all of them great, but you know <laughs> he's figuring out his the way. Ring, though, I always hear a lot about the ring. I know they screened that in his the city. boxing picture. Yeah, they screened yeah. that in the city at Silent Review, I believe, a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. And I think there was, it was probably that was remastered version. That. Yeah. So we also have Holy and the Ivy from Holly Kino. And Holly and the Ivy. Ooh, is it a Christmas film? It is a Christmas. This is a Christmas movie that the old people love. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. We have like been selling the this old. Thing. 
like crazy. Really? It's like it's like here. crack cocaine. Yeah, it's like a '50s British uh, Christmas movie based on a play. I guess that was fairly big. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this, but I know my family's British and they've talked about so, it. In the past. So, so no, wait, about wait. This film. So you said that your family's British before. Yeah. So are they like hello? How's it going, Mark? <laughs> no, <laughs> my mom was born in England, but moved over. Not really like, British then. No I, accents. I, not I said British. My family's British. My grandparents have British. Accents. Oh, are they? So they're like so. hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Well, maybe not that. Not not that, like, guttural. (laughs) There's different regional accents. Oh, well, that's all British for me. I'm accent blind. It's like this British gangster kind of thing. How's it going, little Marky? (laughs) Is my grandfather (laughs) Justin, where'd you go? It's kind of like, um, that's like the Christmas. He's like, I got you some presents, Mark. I can't even keep the accent up. All I can say is hello, hello. How's it going? <laughs> Listen, um, it's, you know, your grandparents, I assume they're in their hundreds at this point. Well, my grandfather has passed away. Uh, oh, so sorry. They're, they're bringing the ghost of him back right now. Oh, which, man, that's even scarier. Yeah, you're like, Grandpa, you're here. It's real Christmas Carol here. And then, oh, Christmas Carol. So you're yeah, your grandpa, right. like, you got to be a better person, Mark. Yes, yeah, every year. It's, it's, really, it's really scary around my house. Like I guess because technically the ghosts in the Christmas Carol, they, they only promise what will happen. Exactly. Scrooge right. was like, hey, I'm good. Yeah, I'll just enjoy the whatever. next few years. <laughs> I'm good the way I'm living my life. Did you hear that FX is doing like a gritty reboot of The Christmas Carol? Me. Yeah, it's playing this season. No way. Yeah. Who's in it? Who plays Scrooge? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I hope it's live. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> we got to staple so these um, antlers to this mouse. <laughs> I was in BMV the other day and I saw a used DVD of the TV musical Christmas Carol with uh, Kelsey Grammer <laughs> and Jason Alexander. So Wow. Who did Jason Alexander play? <laughs> like Tiny for, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we also have Little Old New York, released by the amazingly titled Undercrank. Undercrank. Yeah, they're in Which could be a porn company. company or yeah, I know, yeah. right? But they've put out, like, silent stuff before. And also they put out this uh, collection of stuff called the Found at Mostly Lost collection, where it was a bunch of, like, old film reels yeah. film clips of, like, just weird stuff they kind of put in compilations. Um, but, yeah, this is a silent film. Um, from 1923 that I mm. don't really know much about. All I know is that doing research on it is that it was directed by Sidney Alcott, who is a Canadian. Oh, wow. So he was born oh, in Canada. Crazy. This film is not Canadian, yeah, though, no, so I have no time all, for it. Yeah, I mean, it's called Little Old New York. So. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it could, it could be, be Canadian, yeah, Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah, we're not Canadian, Little Old New York. <laughs> uh, the one thing I thought was great on the back cover, though, is one of the actors in this movie is called Harrison Ford, though. So. <laughs> Do you think it is Harrison <laughs> Actually, Ford? Harrison Ford in 1923. So. Wow. He's probably giving uh, the same uncommitted performance that he gives in most of his movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Kill me. That's a young, you know, one-year-old child. Oh, man. Aren't they still threatening to make another Indiana Jones film? Uh, probably. Yeah, and Harrison Ford probably. says, like, no one's going to replace me. Well, I'm probably, Indiana Jones. Yeah, we'll see how Call of the Wild does in like, <laughs> February or whatever, and then go from there. Call of the Wild? Yeah, oh, he's is... in the new Call of the Wild. He is? He is. He is. What? <laughs> yeah. But is he Saw playing an animal? Like, yeah, I wish. I wish. <laughs> like a wolf? No. Like a shaggy dog with Harrison Ford? You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> We also have Look Who's Talking, the 30th anniversary edition, because we've all been waiting for this. I knew you'd be happy about this. <laughs> yes. A R- film that Willis, yeah. I've only ever seen at a cottage, like that the VHS really? that were left there, and I'm like, what is this? And Look Who's Talking was there. Really? So it's, wait, is Bruce Willis in the first one, or is he it John is. Travolta? He's in all of, well, Bruce Willis is the voice of the baby. <laughs> the baby, right? yeah. So the baby doesn't have like a CG mouse, does it? Oh, 
Wow, it's been a long time. I don't think so. No, I think it's just over. Like telep- yeah, telepathic, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I th- it's not like baby geniuses or something. <laughs> uh, but no, in the sequels, they Rest add... Rest in peace, Bob yeah, Clark. They add, like, I know. They add like a sister, and then they add... A dog. They add the dog in the third. Yeah. And they have different famous... Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But John Travolta and Kirstie Alley are... Oh, that's right. They're the parents. They're yeah, the parents. they don't get turned into babies. Yeah. I remember these. this whole trilogy was on TBS all the all time. All the time, yeah. Kid, and that's where I always experienced them, <laughs> so I watched the them Look Who's all. Talking trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 30th special di- uh, uh, anniversary <laughs> I love edition. I calling this the 30th. Lots of special features. Yeah, I would say. I mean, there's some, you know, is there a commentary on it? There's no. Some stuff on it. By I mean, the babies. Sony. I Can don't you know. imagine that Bruce Willis <laughs> is like in character? He's like, Can you believe what's going on right now? I don't know why his baby sounds like the baby from Who's Frame Rock I mean, Rabbit. That's kind of what he sounds like, though. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> Gravelly kind yeah. of. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward know. to Vinegar Syndrome putting out a box set for Look Who's <laughs> yeah. Talking. So, we also have Mad Love from 1995. Yeah. Being released by Kino. I put no notes here because I saw Mad Love and I'm like, oh, it's probably that. Um, you know, the uh, old classic horror film about the guy who uh, cuts his hands off. Nope, no, not that. It's Kino, all right? They have standards. <laughs> so what, uh, who stars in this one? This like John Travolta, Bruce Willis. Chris O'Donnell. Oh, God, Drew, the poor man. Drew Barrymore. Yes. So this was a 90s, like, young couple run away from their parents mm, and elope sort Mad of love. Mad love. Interesting thing, though, it is directed by Antonia Bird, who made Ravenous, which Ooh, is a great yes, film. That's right. Priest, which was also mm-hmm. a big film then. And it was written by a female screenwriter. So it is like completely yeah. like. People, because uh, uh, she unfortunately passed away. I know, uh, yeah. Uh, many years after Ravens. I thought it was right after, but it wasn't. Yeah. She directed a lot of films before then. She did, yeah. That nobody talks about. Like which this I think, one. <laughs> I think the lesson is they just direct horror movies because that's all people care about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued in this one. I never mm. actually saw it when I was a kid, which is shocking to me because yeah. I love Drew Barrymore. I, you love Drew I Barrymore. Did. I had like a have crush you, on Drew Barrymore. Have you seen uh, my. And you're like, Tom Green, my nemesis. Oh, How dare you date Drew Barrymore? <laughs> oh, Have you ever watched? prefer to forget about it. So do you, did you watch like my uh, date was Drew Barrymore? You're like, that I could be me. I did not watch that because I heard that guy was like a weird Christian dude or something. Oh, too. no. I, that's I think bad. he like was sort of like. A I wonder where that guy dude. is right now. He just seemed like a gross. And the whole premise of that movie seemed kind of gross. Yeah, where like, he's like going to stalk Drew Barrymore like, until. The fact that it became this like sort of minor indie hit. They're like, oh, it this guy just like. Yeah, on any buy like a camera and then like return it within the 30 day did he shot his I think that was the big story behind oh, it God. he just seemed like a douchebag yeah so like I never no saw thanks yeah, I never you're saw like that. yeah douchebag could have been me <laughs> yeah. I, I should have so- made that movie <laughs> My date with Drew. Uh, we also have Mr. Magoo's Christmas character, Carol. On Blu-ray. For the- On Blu-ray. Mr. Magoo, never a character I loved, even though I love Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> uh, do you like the Mr. Magoo? I, I, I don't think I've seen all of it. Really? No. Okay. Even though it's directed by uh, Stanley uh, Stan Tong, <laughs> the guy who directed uh, Jackie Chan in Supercop. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, I liked that Mr. Magoo when I was a kid. Uh, Have you watched I've it recently? Seen, uh, no, I haven't. I put it on in the store a lot. Uh, <laughs> Dude, glimpses of just, him stumbling skiing. around and like walking into skiing walls. Into, skiing. That's all I remember yeah, from that movie. Part, so, yeah. so Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, yeah. is it dark? Is it like Mr. Magoo's I, like, everyone I've I loved is dead? This, but you know what? I was watching Surviving Christmas again last night. <laughs> As one does. About time for a rewatch. And there's a scene where Ben Affleck watches Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. And he's, he's all crying. Yeah, where he's all alone. And like, <laughs> I am Mr. So Magoo. That, that's all I have to contribute to Mr. Magoo. And now Ben Affleck watches Surviving Christmas <laughs> of him day. watching Mr. Magoo, and he cries of what he once was. What he what? Yeah, the glory days of Surviving Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we also.
also have Murders in the Rue Morgue uh, from 1932. This is a great movie. Uh, I've never seen this. Yeah. It was supposed to be, uh, or not supposed to be, many people thought it was going to be on a Universal uh, horror box set. But now Universal's like, screw that, we're going to give it its own release or shout. Sure, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's directed by Robert Florian, Bela Lugosi. This is the film that Universal gave them as a uh, consolation prize when they fired both of them from directing Frankenstein because right. James Whale came in. And like... How dynamic this film and chilling it is compared to Frankenstein, it feels like it's 15 years after Frankenstein. Okay. The style that Robert Flory brings to it. So if you haven't checked it out, it's great. It's Bela Lugosi is capturing women, uh, and I think he's replacing their blood with a gorilla blood <laughs> and nice. uh, killing them in the process. And at the same time, there is a man in the gorilla suit because it's based on the um, Edgar Allan Poe story, which is like an early mystery story, which is like, how does this person get murdered in a room with all the locked doors. You know what? A gorilla did it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it is. So, I would highly recommend it. It has a very, like, expressionist bent. So, like, all the sets are, like, X's oh, and, like, cool, shadowy cool. lighting. Like, the women are put on X's when they get their, like, blood taken out. Right, okay. Yeah, it's great. And people don't talk about it because it doesn't have really a monster other than the man in the gorilla suit okay. who runs across rooftops at <laughs> the end. Great new edition of it. Yeah, so check it out. We also have Out of the Blue, not to be confused with all the other Out There's of the Blues. So many movies called Out of the Blue. <laughs> Didn't Dennis Hopper direct one uh, called in, Out of the Blue? He was in oh, one. He was in one, okay. Or no, you're right. He directed it, my yeah. bad. Yeah, he directed it. And this one is from Classic Flicks from 1947. So this is public yeah, domain, I assume. A, yeah, probably. Yeah. It's a minor one. Uh, I don't really know much about this film. Uh, oh, it has a great premise because the cover looks really weird where it's like a woman yeah. like flying. But the plot is about a guy, a woman passes out in his apartment. He thinks she's dead. Yeah. And he wants to deal with the body, which the cover does not seem <laughs> no, to it's supposed illustrate. it's like screwball comedy. But yeah, the cover makes it seem like some sort of musical or yeah like, or yeah, just like, even comedic i mean yeah. the synopsis makes it sound like a weird kind yeah. of like noir <laughs> for sure for sure um classic flicks is doing some really nice additions though even if it is oh really so, are they I doing mean, they remaster out, are they doing new prints yeah, or are I they mean, they put out those uh, anthony mann noirs uh raw deal and t-man oh that's I think right. You got, right i did those yeah. were great special so, editions yeah, they did those so they were actually doing mostly noirs they did he walked at night Nights, yeah i believe is what and a bunch of other and ones. they released all those three with yeah. none of the special features as a as a cheaper three pack. cheaper three pack because the same cinematographer worked on all of them. Yeah, John Alton, um, and we carry all those. They sell all the time. So they've been doing a bit more screwball comedy. Yeah, and comedy that's interesting. Stuff lately, so okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, classic flicks also makes me think of cheesy flicks. No, I know. Which that is the no, these bottom are of the barrel. Like a legit couple. Yeah, from okay. What I know. And we also have Paradise from Kino. Mm, it seems like a Mark <laughs> movie if there ever was one. You know, I haven't seen this, uh, but uh, this is a you know Melanie Griffith, Don Johnson team up with Elijah Wood, Wood, right? With Elijah Wood. And Thora Birch, too. Yeah. Directed by the woman behind Beaches and White Oleander. <laughs> White Oleander. I've <laughs> never, never seen it. Um, oh, well, look back at me on the shelf of yeah, the video store I, oh, everywhere. Oh, I know. I remember those days, yeah. Um, so, Paradise, if you need to complete your Elijah Wood collection, yeah. or you are Elijah Wood. <laughs> oh, yeah. We live the glory days. You know what? Or... Oh, you know what a Christmas movie is? I completely forgot it. Dead Bang, the uh, oh, Don Johnson film. Yeah, yeah out uh, of print, though. Directed by John Frankenheimer. Uh, that movie made me love Don Johnson, but then you hear the stories of how much of a jerk he was. You're like, no! Yeah. Even though there's a Johnson uh, renaissance going on right there now. There is uh, a big Johnson renaissance Yeah, Watchmen, uh, Knives Out, Knives out right? he was. Yeah. And he was in something before, oh, because he was in a bunch of Jim Mickle films. That's what did it, yeah, yep. Cold in July. Yep. He was also in the Happen Leonard TV yeah, show that Jim Mickle directed. Yeah, he was great in Cold in July, yeah. too. Yeah. And he, oh, yeah, he's great in Cold in July. Yeah. So, yeah, 
check out Paradise, I guess. I have to say that I don't know. legally. It's like, uh, middle of the road, <laughs> yeah. early 90s movie. Drama. It's like they live on a farm. Or it's something. like Kino has know. to put these out. They're in their catalog. <laughs> like, They're just it's churning one of those them out. Touchstone yeah. Disney titles. Uh, uh, speaking of classics, Remains of the Day, Anthony Hopkins, very serious. Yeah. Never I seen it. I don't think I've ever seen a Merchant Ivory film, so I'm going to say uh, right now. You know what? I've never seen a Merchant yeah, Ivory right? film either. Because that is the have. pinnacle of like, I've never met someone who's like, I love Merchant Ivory films. I think they Old are folks do. They are the definition <laughs> yeah. of like um, yuppies going to see oh art house God, cinema. Because it was like the eighties, yeah, early nineties. Like I want to see a real movie. <laughs> I'm gonna go see a Merchant <laughs> Ivory film. <laughs> if there's no Woody Allen picture in the theater, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. that, those are the two faces. No, I think you're right. But uh, I have to check them out. I mean, a room with really the view. Well, yeah, and I mean, I mean, not, Daniel Day Lewis is not in this one, which would no. make me check. Did you hear that Adam Sandler says that Daniel Day Lewis gave this. him a call? And he's like, oh, Adam, I was holding my chair throughout oh, Uncut it. Gems. I loved you know, it. That's a story that I almost believe because I just. How many times do you think, I mean, Adam Sandler wouldn't make that up no, because it's so crazy. So. It's like, does Daniel Day-Lewis call everybody that he likes? You know, maybe we don't know much about it. Yeah, Daniel we don't Day know Lewis. much. It's such an enigma. And does right? he, just he just go to the movies? Well, he just disappears after, like, in between yeah. movies. Yeah, is he, he in just, New York? Because that's where Uncut Gems know. came I out. I he lived in, like, a, a rural house in England somewhere. Yeah, who knows where he lives? But, can you imagine know, he I mean, just has, like, a nine-to-five job in an office yeah, somewhere? Know, and right? he's like, that's why I can't make movies. I don't have vacation time. <laughs> yeah, or maybe, like, you're if you live in a city, you just see him go to the local cinema. Well, it's like Jean-Luc Godard, like, in the right? village in Switzerland. He's always just around, walking yeah. around, doing stuff. He's a normal person, so, maybe, so maybe so yeah, I believe Lewis. he's seen it. Mm -hmm. um, and he, I don't just, know, I mean. I, does, but does, does he call everybody these days, yeah. up um, and be like, yeah, did you see that video of him and Tom Hanks? And he's like, Tom Hanks, the sat because they're at, like, one of those round tables. No. Tables oh, of like, yeah, um, Hollywood, Hollywood. he's like, Tom, um, the Safdie brothers wanted me to tell you they love Punchline. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And he's like, uh, thank you. Great. Yeah. Said no one I would love that. a Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, Adam Sandler, like double. <laughs> oh my God, imagine. <laughs> what would it be? I mean, would they, what, what if Daniel Day-Lewis like, I want to do a comedy. I mean, they both worked with Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. I mean, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson there film? is that connection. Mm -hmm. I don't even think they'd be that bad together. I think that you could actually uh, do something yeah there. like a crime comedy where yeah. they're brothers or something like that <laughs> yeah, exactly that would be something just like bumbling watch. like a comedy but it's still very intense <laughs> exactly yeah and daniel oh and daniel d lewis is like uh the dumb one now sandler's the smart <laughs> yeah. one you switch you know, those yeah, maybe daniel d lewis would go like all my left foot though which <laughs> oh, is very yeah. big method as well yeah. <laughs> sandler would have to rein him in yeah. Adam Sandler's the oh, yeah. serious adult in the situation. <laughs> we also have a Sunday in the Country, directed by my man, Bertrand Tavernier. Is he your man? Yeah, yeah. so I only He's learned cool, about right? this director who is, I guess, one of those kind of like, not French New Wave, he came mm -hmm. too far after that. And people don't really talk about him that much. And I was at the Toronto Reference Library and there was a giant book, like like I'm holding my fingers out, it's as far as my fingers go, yeah. big hardcover uh, called My American Friends. And it was just him interviewing filmmakers like a lot of like blacklisted screenwriters yeah. from the um, the blacklist era. Yeah. Not the one that like we just wrote new scripts. Yeah, no. yeah. Like the McCarthy <laughs> yeah, communist that. hearings, yeah. and also him interviewing Michael. like Quentin Tarantino and Joe Dante, but just uh -huh. going like real deep into movies. So like for four pages, they talked about the films of William Whitney, who I'd never heard oh, yeah, about that before. Right. That I was like, who is this? And I went to go check out his movies. And what I learned was Bertrand Tavernier was like a film critic for a long time, mm -hmm. and he worked as a press agent, uh, and then okay. he became a filmmaker. But even after that, he continued to publish reviews, and he wrote a book that unfortunately is only written in French. 
Lynch, mm -hmm. which I think is the greatest. It's called uh, 50 Years of American Cinema. It's two thick volumes. Okay. It's like a critical dictionary, kind of like um, oh. like David Thompson's book on uh, films. So was he the guy that did that documentary? Yes. My Journey Through French Cinema? My Journey Through French Cinema, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And um, so like, oh, the critical history of French Anytime I, I stumble upon some journeyman Hollywood director yeah. that I'm like, I want to know more about them, in this book there'll be like three pages That's on great. it. Yeah, everyone. It's crazy how he, he just talks about everyone. And so yeah. he's always championed kind of like, you know, low budget, especially like Westerns and like yeah. swashbucklers. He was great friends with Ricardo Freda, oh, the guy that like yeah, is only known in association with Mario, Mario Bava. Bava right. And he actually engineered Ricardo Freda to direct a film in the 90s. The Ricardo Freda was so difficult on <laughs> that Bertrand Tavernier had to step in a few days in really? and replace. Yeah, it was that like um, the Musketeer film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what it's called. It's uh, like uh, yeah. The Last Musketeer Revenge or something. Revenge of the Musketeer. Revenge of the Musketeer, yeah. Yes. Not very good because as much as he loves those kind of like swashbucklers, that's not his style. He's right. also written some amazing diaries as well okay. of like just being a film fan and yeah, being yeah. like one of the books he recommended, I Have the Advantage of Speaking French, is <laughs> another one of those like thick 2,000 page critical like yeah. dictionaries of films. And I'm okay. like, oh my God, so good. I've seen so many old Hollywood stuff by his recommendation. His movies are... Not like that, though. Okay. Because they're, like, Cause kind of... I don't of, think I've actually seen his films. So he did... Yeah. I think he would like... Coup de Torchon, right? Yeah, he did Coup de Torchon, which is the one that Criter Criterion put out, so everybody right, kind of yeah. knows that one. He also did... Uh, it's Is it called Midnight Blue? It's Midnight something. Or After Midnight? Around Midnight. Around Midnight. Yes. That's it. That's a great that movie. Okay, yeah. yeah about the jazz musician yep. played by an actual jazz musician, right. which has a very meaty Martin Scorsese role as okay, his agent really? when, he, yeah, when he goes around. Very cool. Um, and this one, Sunday in the Country, is probably one of his most critically... Yeah. Kind yeah, of um, well-received well yeah. films, and it is kind of um, more calm. Mm -hmm. it, the thing about his films is that, and he's talked about this in like his diaries and stuff like that. He's not a plot guy, right. so they're often just like a mood that yeah. you get out of it. Oh, I love that. And this one is supposed to be based on um, not Jacques Renoir, the filmmaker, but his father, his paintings. Right. Okay. And it's it's a really interesting film because it's about like a family who comes and visits a semi-famous painter okay. who's kind of living on his own, but his family never really visits. Yeah. And so the whole film is exploring the relationships over like a twenty-four hour or, oh, or even cool. like a twelve-hour period yeah. of like how they re, uh, kind of act with him and why they got to these points. There's no big reveals or anything, yeah. but again, it's like kind of that mood piece. So okay. yeah, it's That's really cool. good. Um, uh, do you have any Bata Tavernier films here? He did like a really uh, good. I mean, I think we have the new ones that's available. Yeah. On D I think there's some that still aren't even. Yeah, he did a really cool uh, cop one. It's called like it has a very like difficult title. It's like PS one one three or something uh, okay. like that. Okay. That's again like two weeks in the life of like a precinct. Okay, shot so he's in, like, like a pretty underrated. Yeah, very underrated. But he's also yeah. very pro prolific. Okay. Like the first one he made, uh, it's called like the Clockmaker and something. Uh, okay. Is very good as well. Okay. He that's he did, he worked um, very often. I can't think of his name uh, with like a French actor early on in his career, but okay. that French actor is not popular in North America. Right. He's no Gerard That's Depardieu. Right. Yeah. That's why I like that there hasn't been that much crossover. But this okay. Blu-ray actually comes as a commentary with Bertrand Tavernier. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, and they've remastered it completely mm -hmm. um, from the old, like really crappy DVD yeah. that used to be out. So. Yeah, check yeah, it out. This I mean, is really cool. uh, I can't think of any of his titles. There's another one. The other famous no, one is a world been a name I've always yeah. been aware of, but, but yeah, because no one's really, talking about yeah. him. He did um, a French World War One film, Capitaine Conan, or oh, Capitaine okay. Conan. Yeah, I, I know of that one. Yeah, that so, one's yeah. really good too. And okay, I think that one, that yeah, did get a North American yeah. uh, DVD release. Yep, we definitely have that. So uh, moving on to everyone's favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's new movies. New? So number one, uh, China state-sponsored Abominable. 
China State sponsored? Well, it's a big Chinese film. Yeah, it was is like it? their big push. Yeah, it's really? not an American like, film. Really? Yeah, you didn't know I didn't that? Know that at all? I just saw a big animated, fluffy. Yeah, and you're like, is that like Littlefoot, the yeah. dueling Yeti yeah, film? Right, right. No, this okay, is. Okay, uh, I didn't actually know that. Yes. Okay. So I haven't seen <laughs> it. <laughs> I just thought the abominable guy looked so cute on the cover. And that's how they get you. That's how they get you. And they're like, listen, don't you want? Don't you want to be equal, but not really equal? You're not Muslim, are you? Too real. Okay. So yeah, if you need something for the family this holiday, abominable. Yeah. I mean, it's doing well. Abominable just describes a certain political. Yeah, exactly. Double meanings. Yeah, double meanings. So we also have. Oh man, my man Dolph Lundgren. Another movie already. Two weeks in a row. Acceleration. Looked at the cover and I'm like, I could read stuff, but I will remember nothing about this. The tagline is so funny though. It's like action has never been this fast. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> we also have Ad Astra. Did you see this movie? I haven't. I want to though, because I like James okay, Gray. I'll say I this. Like I'll say this. Gray. I yeah. thought like you too. Okay. And I actually like got up to like go see the movie by myself. Yeah. And I went, I know what this is. Yeah. Like I don't want to see it. It's not what you think it is. Okay. It's super colorful. There's a sequence that I could only describe as Shakma in space. I'm not even kidding. Mm. And it comes out of nowhere. Okay. And like I think uh, my pal Peter said it best. It's like he gets the kind of pulp sensibilities of like that like these space stories have yeah. in a way that Interstellar tried to do but took itself so seriously yeah. that it couldn't do. I didn't like Interstellar. Um, uh, Brad Pitt through this has kind of like a noir voiceover okay. where he's like. Okay. That's, some people have explained it as kind of like Terrence Malicky ish I've heard but, a lot of Apocalypse Now references. Yeah, too, but right? I don't know. It kind of sounds like a Blade Runner, so okay. like the okay. theatrical, so kind of noir, where he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why does anybody care about this? <laughs> right. I can't feel anything. And yeah. it's actually packed with set pieces, too, okay. which is very surprising. So you're like, huh? I didn't think this is what James Gray would do. And there were rumors that James Gray was like forced to do some stuff in the movie. I feel like there's always rumors but like that around his movie. There's movies. a way to um, tell if that's true or not, yeah. is how involved he is with the Blu-ray release. Right. And he's all over this one. Yeah, he does commentaries, deleted scenes with commentary. Yeah. I think a lot of people, because like actors show up very briefly mm-hmm. in like one scene, don't do anything and leave. Okay. But every actor in the movie does that. Like, That's interesting. It's like no, weird like people that. that show up and you're like, whoa, what are they yeah. um, doing here? Like who starred in Russian Doll? Um, um, Natasha Leon. Yeah, she yeah. shows up That's as just cool. like a receptionist yeah. for like two minutes, and you're like, "Was that Natasha Leon?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so That's really cool. That's really, and it's super colorful, which I would have not expected yeah, from James. Especially Gray. the cover is all like white and black. Yeah, and because you're like his films are yeah, you're expecting really like needed, a Kubrickian you know? kind yeah. of stuff, and that's not what really what it is. Okay. So yeah, well, that's good. No, I, I do actually really want to see it. I just missed it in theaters, yeah. and I just haven't gotten around to it because I do like James Gray. I'm a big fan, and mm-hmm. I saw an in conversation with him at TIFF maybe yeah. a year or so ago when he was working. Working on this, yeah. he said he was having a lot of fun working on it. Well, so I didn't like, want to check it out because when he was doing interviews uh, at the beginning, he's like, "I want to make this the most realistic space mm. film to ever." And I was like, "Oh my god, no, thank you." I'm just getting that, burnt on it. Yeah, on that's not what it is. Space and actually, like something that I actually hate about space films are like real um, astronaut suits. Yeah, <laughs> because I find they look kind of boring and they're Fair big and enough. bulky, yeah. and they don't—they have like slimmed down oh, nice. suits. Yeah, so. like when they change it up. Yeah, I love it. Beautiful. So we also have Adam, uh, released by Wolf. Uh, uh, wait, do you know this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen yeah. it, but it was a it was a hit at the at Inside Out. Uh, I think right, I was gonna say because Wolf year before, releases yeah. all of the kind of um, gay and lesbian yeah. theme films. As yeah, well. but this one was a big hit. I know at Inside Out because mm. it got a lot of acclaim here, and it was just kind of like an indie comedy. Yeah, that sort of just struck. Sounds good here. Yeah, uh, I think that is it. Wolf? Am I? Did I miss mm-hmm. a word here? Or is there another no, word? That's yeah. Wolf video. So yeah, Wolf video. Wolf video. Oh. Oh. 
I hope they have like a little logo at the beginning. Yeah. You know, I have a Blu-ray company, and that's something I did not do. Put a logo at the beginning because I hate those. Oh, yeah. Literally, you if you get if you get a Gold Ninja video uh, Blu-ray, it just goes to the menu. There's that's no nice. music. You know, there's I no animation. Like that. I like yeah. that because that's. That's what I want. Because yeah. I'm always like, especially if you have to go back, you're like, oh. You're you have thinking to about the consumer here. I like Because I was watching um, uh, the new Spider-Man movie, just looking at the little featurettes. Yeah. And when you go back, you have to go through the oh, whole menu oh again. God, are you kidding me? <laughs> Every time. I'm like, what is this? The Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon DVD? Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? We also have Alo's Journey from Mongrel. Oh, yeah. This is just, the good this stuff. This is the good stuff. <laughs> it's a young reindeer embarks on an incredible odyssey with the help of his mother. <laughs> Narrated by Donald Sutherland. No. Yep. Donald Sutherland is 90 years old. I know. That is know. insane to me. <laughs> I will be dead by the time I'm 90. <laughs> I will not be. I will not see 90. Because yeah. <laughs> he is like very active at Knives Out as well and gives a really good performance. So have you seen it yet, Mark? I have not. I have not. I want to, though. Yeah. yeah I, you I, hated I, The Last Jedi so much. You're like, boo, Ryan Johnson. I, I haven't even seen The Last Jedi. I know. Jedi. You don't. I you know, don't I'm see sorry, mainstream no, stuff. No, Ryan Johnson, I... <laughs> I like I, I like Looper a lot. I like Brick. I I do not like Looper. No, no yeah. I like Looper. The only one That's, I don't like is the Brothers Blue. Oh, I love the Brothers I, Blue. I hate it. Uh, that twee oh, bullshit. I hate love Brick. Yeah, I like Brick oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. I love Brick. Yeah. Are, do you really love Brick? Or are you just pointing I mean, to Brick? I haven't seen it since it came out. So, but <laughs> it holds I, up. When I saw it, yeah. when it came out, I thought it was Yeah, great. when you were on that yeah. like Lucky McKee like, kick, like, yeah, you're like, I gotta see the movie that Lucky McKee's director, editor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, his editor directed. Yeah. <laughs> I no, remember I that I was, was his claim to fame at the was time. It really? Yeah. Nice. No, I got to see that in advance. I remember I was going to university at the mm. time, and somehow we got passes to an advanced grade, and it was great. Yeah, it like really mm -hmm. blew me away at the time, but I've never, I haven't revisited it. Well, you know what? I think maybe it's time to watch The Last Jedi. You know what I was surprised to hear about Ryan Johnson? He yeah. does not like horror films. Interesting. He was on a podcast okay. and he's like, didn't grow up with them, so I didn't have an affinity to them. And now yeah. I can understand how, like, why people appreciate them, but it's not something I go and look for myself. Okay. Which okay. is something that you rarely hear from people who are yeah. known as like okay kind of yeah. genre film directors. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Just yeah. Tarkovsky. Okay. That's fine. Now, if you said that's you didn't fine. like Tarkovsky, yeah. then I would be worried. <laughs> or you didn't like Nicolas Cage films. Yeah. I know you, Mark. Yeah, I got exactly. you pegged. <laughs> we also have um, eight... Antrim, the deadliest film ever made. I have not seen <laughs> Did this you one. See this? No, it's a Canadian film. Here. Is, I didn't know this it was Canadian. Canadian. It had a premiere at the Royal Cinema Royal. as part of the Rue Morgue. Uh, yeah, and uh, so they present this film as like a faux yeah. lost film from mm -hmm. the '70s that's cursed and it's gonna like kill yeah, you. Kill you. Watch it. And from what uh, I've heard, that the actual because they show the film. Yeah. Uh, the curse film and it, the aesthetics actually look like it came yeah, from that period which totally. you'd be worried that they throw like a grindhouse filter <laughs> know, over right? it and you're like oh no but like aesthetically it works so okay. that's what makes me curious about it yeah I do want to see it I wanted to go to that screening <laughs> and then I had a conflict um, so I'm glad that my conflict was DVD. not wanting to leave my house <laughs> yeah, yeah that's exactly what it was um, yeah. you know if you want to see a film that drives you insane Anguish have you ever seen that uh, the one that's set in a movie theater yes yeah I have seen that did you know that I played uh, that at my 24 I, yeah, hour film yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I looked through the list of everything you played after. It was my that's number one, one movie. That's a good one to play in the theater, though. Yes. Um, I didn't, you know, watching it at home alone. Not the same. Yeah, it got a little repetitive and boring after a while. But, <laughs> what? Repetitive and boring? I, I art film Mark. Of it. I love the idea of it. No, Actually, I think not art film Mark. would be better, though. I think that experimental Mark yes. is the... Yeah. <laughs> But I love the idea. That's why I was so okay, excited yeah. to see it. I was in a like, theater. Oh, that's so well, great. Because nobody knew what I love the madness of it. Because the thing it's... about anguish is that, like, if you don't know what it is, and, like, you see it in the theater, because nobody knew what it was, exactly. and they were like, what the heck the is going I would on? I love to go into it. And blind. it's also kind of scary because yeah, of what the so movie's bad. about if you're in a theater. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to give another shot in a theater. Yeah. Well, it's not, not going to happen. I, I missed it. <laughs> we also have a new release from J Kids. They are um, like going 100 miles per hour. Yeah. They too. So this one's in association with Kino. So yes. Non show. But yeah, they are just releasing. So it's Aya great. of uh, Yop City. And this is a film from a few years back. Yeah. And it just hasn't really come out till now. But mm-hmm. it's from the Ivory Coast. Yeah. And it's about really nice hand drawn animation. Yeah. It's based on graphic novels. Yeah, based so on they, a graphic novel. They use those templates. Yep. And I think the writer of the graphic novel, she is also the co director mm. of this as well. How come these movies uh, didn't come like out at the time? Yeah. It's just like a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. Of like a, a girl who wants to be a doctor. Yeah. In, in, on the Ivory, in Yop City on the Ivory it, Coast. Which is like dealing you, with her friends. You never see like in movies or anything like that. Yeah. Animated form. I haven't seen it, but it looks like the animation just looks You need to make beautiful. a stack of all those J Kids movies Honestly. that like came out. Like that Louis Bunuel one. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. The Turtles. Yeah, yeah. We also have uh, Danger Close, which Danger every close. time I saw it, I'm like, Dangerously Close, the Albert Pune <laughs> film, know, which is actually no. not that good. Yeah. But it was released it was on Blu-ray, though, yeah. Right, yeah. They should re-release it, get they me to should. do a commentary yeah. track, because there was no <laughs> special features. Yep. Uh, this one is, like I don't know. It's an Australian. Yeah, it's like a war Vietnam film. war film. Yeah. Uh, it's from the guy who made Kill Me Three Times. Uh, that, um, that Simon Pegg Simon thing. Pegg movie that nobody okay, saw. I have a question. <laughs> what do you think happened to Simon Pegg? Because didn't he used to be cool? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was cool. Yeah, and then he's like, and then he's like, uh, oh my god, he got cast in Mission Impossible yeah, Three. Like, like this Trek, is crazy. Right? Yeah, like, finally the nerd mate d- does well, and yeah. then it's like, oh god, what are these decisions? He's just like everywhere now. He's yeah, like, but in nothing nobody nothing likes. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can understand him wanting to work with uh, Terry Jones on his last mm-hmm. movie. You know, it's Which not going to be good. Be bad, though, yeah. right? And he did something called, I think it was him. He did Slaughterhouse Rules. Yes, that was from his another. production company. Seems like he's trying to do a lot of the stuff that maybe. He does not have good taste with that Cornetto trilogy yeah. thing, but he's not good at like, it. Edgar Wright in interviews, I've, Wright, I've, yeah. I've heard him get so angry yeah. that he thinks that like Simon, he's the main architect behind their script. He's like yeah. Simon barely shows up. Interesting. Like he's there, we work together, but I'm the one who does all the heavy lifting. <laughs> and they always say Simon wrote the script and yeah. I directed. Wow. I think that's very petty and funny, but yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> We've got Downton Abbey, which I always call Downtown Abbey, because that's what it should be. <laughs> Downtown Abbey, you're one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm just so used to it. Downton Abbey has been, like, the biggest thing on the planet for this store ever since the first It's kept you in business. Out. It literally has kept us in business. Uh, listen, I don't care Abbey about right rich here. people, so I don't want to no, watch this. Honestly, I've never seen an episode. I could care less. Yeah. This is, like, the hottest selling thing for a certain generation. If you need something for your parents. It. It, like, and I've yeah, read, like, articles, and they actually say, like, you know, it's about like staying in your lane, like you're rich or you're poor. Yeah. Upstairs, downstairs. Yeah, it's upstairs, downstairs. No, thank you. Generation. Yeah. Unless it's the downstairs care, murdering the yeah. upstairs people. I don't know. That's I the mean, only thing that say it's dramatic and there's, I don't know. Yeah, you can see uh, Dan Stevens before he got his chin <laughs> implants. <laughs> there you go. There's the same. There's a reason to check it out. Yeah. Well, people that love this love it. And yeah. the movie supposedly Apparently is like fan service. Show, yeah. yeah, you're going to love the movie. It's even bigger. So you've got like a thousand copies. We've got so many copies. They're like, <laughs> send, send all of your parents and grandparents here today. Please, please. I mean, I'm surrounded it, by Downton Abbey When you right see now. the movie uh, synopsis, you're like, ugh, the king and queen come? I, <laughs> I couldn't know. care any less. It's just a very old time. Like, it's for a very particular, yeah. Yeah, but that particular. Strata of people. Yeah, and that they love it, though. <laughs> uh, love it. You also have Feast of the Seven. 
seven fishes, which I have no idea yeah, what so this, this is. is. A, so Shout Factory just started getting into the theatrical distribution okay. game. Like they're starting to put yeah. their own new. I mean, when I see the and title, I'm like, them. is this religious? No, it's just like an. It's a throwback. It takes place in the '80s. Like mm. it's an '80s Christmas. It's about comedy. an Italian so, family yeah. on Christmas Eve. So it's got some like Paul Ben Victor's in it. He's like a cult name that mm-hmm. you definitely recognize. Uh, somebody else who's sort of a name, but it's it's like an indie comedy that they yeah. put out around Christmas. It's trying to go for this '80s aesthetic. So. You know, it's a great uh, indie Christmas comedy that nobody uh, knows about is Bitter Moon. Right. Oh, no, sorry. Bitter Melon. Bitter, Bitter Melon, Moon is the Roman right. Polanski yeah, like, film. Yeah. yeah, Bitter Melon. But yeah, Bitter Melon. Which is directed is by H.P. Mendoza, yeah. who's great, even though that I know the store does not have his film, I, I Am uh, a Ghost. Or Ghost, yeah. Yeah, that one's great. Yeah. It's a, And uh, you probably have Colma the Musical, because that was released we, by... No, we no you don't. Bitter Melon, yeah. That was that one was that the I... first I'd ever heard of him, because yeah. we got it in last year. And because I, I bought it, and I was like, H.P. Mendoza. Did you like that movie? I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's very charming. It's like stylish. He's known as like a musical guy. Yeah. So Colma the Musical is an actual like musical. And I listen to songs all the time on Spotify. Oh, nice. yeah, he probably sees bunch, like yeah. 10 cents like a year. Like, who's listening Who's to my song a hundred times? It's like, yeah. it's me. <laughs> but yeah, if you need an underrated Christmas comedy. Yeah, Bitter Melon family, as well. Too. Bitter Melon's great. Yeah. Especially really, if you're Filipino because really that's the perspective yeah, that it is. Exactly. But you don't need to be because it's, yeah, it's very universal. Yeah, just yeah. really, really good. a lot of dark comedy and it goes to some dark places while still keeping it light. Yeah. They released a special edition I think only on Amazon. It's like something they did themselves and I was like, ah, I already bought this on normal Blue uh, DVD and HP Mendoza actually like direct messaged me on Twitter. He's like, I'll send you a special edition, really? man. Yeah, that's no, I just cool. like because I appreciate you bought it. I was like, nah, 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 you don't have to do that. That's, that's fine. So cool, yes. man. That's cool. I need to reach <laughs> so out. So you gotta myself. check out his film. Fil- yeah, I was like reading up about him. After. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta see his other stuff. Cause yeah, because he also did one called Fruit Fly. Cool. Yeah, which uh, yeah, I guess maybe you had it and no one rented and you sold know. them I because TLA releasing put them out. I think. Yeah, I just don't even think it was before I was doing the buying here. Yeah, so I just people didn't pick him up. Yeah. Because I picked up Coma the Musical. Uh, at Rogers video in like those bins that you could go to for like two for 14 because it was kind of it, TLA was a pretty I don't think it was it, but it was something like that that there was a pretty big yeah. label yeah so yeah check those movies out and come to Basement yeah, Video and just rent Bitter Melon and for sale mm-hmm. and it's it's really worth it it's really cool so we also have um, is this the French version of Downton Abbey a French village <laughs> yeah so I figured so this is another it basically it's a very insanely popular French show about World Whoa, War am II. I gonna have to read it's about, subtitles it's a World War II show yeah oh wait it's no I already admitted I can read French yeah, on this. I know there you <laughs> I can't well uh, I can read uh, yeah. a Canadian French <laughs> not whatever France calls French oh well okay then <laughs> yeah Quebec uh, French which is the hillbilly of the yeah. French language <laughs> uh, and I'd like to point out I'm not Quebec I'm uh, Franco-Ontarian as oh, well okay, yeah okay let's just get the lines down here we're second place in Canada because it's uh, the Acadians right Franco-Ontarians and then Quebec <laughs> uh, I did it backwards uh, of the biggest population okay. I don't know I, I don't know how big the Acadian population is in Manitoba uh, Probably uh, talk to the yeah. gay guy. There's a I'm great documentary, sure. uh, Acadien, Acadien, about yeah? that, of them, okay. like, going on strike in the 70s, I think. And it was directed by one of those big NFB guys. Uh, okay, cool. And about how that just didn't work. And, like, no one cared. And they <laughs> and cut all their projects. Yeah. yeah. So, wait, what were we talking about? A French uh, village. A French yeah. Village. Yeah. So, have oh, you watched yeah. this? I have not. No. During this, World this War II. Like Downton Abbey, basically. Yeah, it's like, it's older also, people. Also, older cinema. people are getting We're never going to be old. International <laughs> cinema. Yeah. We're wild in the streets. When am I going to have time to watch seven seasons of this show, French Village? But it just came out in one in big one box set. set, which is actually really reasonably priced. I was gonna say, a is great it, Christmas gift? Is it five hundred dollars? No, it's like one hundred and thirty. Only one hundred and thirty for seven oh. seasons. Yep. I 
when I buy those kind of things, I put them on the shelf and I never touch them. Because I, I look at them like, oh god, what a commitment. Well, I mean, these show these eaten individual seasons mm-hmm. have been flying off the shelf for you know years now since we started getting yeah. them. So, but this is just you know good crit. You know, yeah. they've seen Downton Abbey and they're looking for something else. <laughs> yeah, a French village. They're your old. It, does it have the uh, upstairs downstairs? No, because they're all kind of poor, aren't yeah, they? Because it's during well, World War II during yeah, the occupation. Exactly. Uh, we also have uh, this is more Mark Speed. No knives out here. Right. Hotel by the river. Released by Cinema Guild, yeah. a Hong Sang Soo film. I have to admit, though, I haven't seen a ton of Hong Sang Soo. Oh, really? I've I always thought that would have been up your alley. No, I've only You're seen like, I gotta watch all these Eric Romare films yeah, I first. Know, right? <laughs> I do like Eric. I know you do. <laughs> um, but yeah, with Hong Sang Soo, I've seen one or two and I've, I've liked them. Mm-hmm. I just, um, he's makes I mean, so you've seen many. You've seen they, one or two, you've seen them all. Yeah, let's be I feel honest. like they kind of are the same. Yeah, for people thing. that are interested in Hong Sang Soo, it's kind of improv Yeah, there's a bit of a Woody Allen thing to where Yeah, kind of like comedy of manners but a very minor one. Yeah. Also Jim Jarmusch kind yeah. of is a bit of But his whole gimmick there. is that like he'll zoom in and zoom yeah, out of scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like he kind of how he sets the pace and the mood. Yeah. So he kind of shoots a whole scene in one shot yeah. and then he zooms in and zooms out. And a lot of his films are often also about kind of like repetition. So mm-hmm. you'll see like the same sequence of events but like slightly different yeah, well, as the they one play. I saw that I remember the most was the day he arrived, mm-hmm. I think, which is where a guy it's almost like a groundhog day. Yeah. Where a guy goes to this town, his like old town, and then he relives the same day like mm-hmm. three times I yeah. think and it is just slightly different I but, saw another one that was at yeah. TIFF that has a similar title yeah. <laughs> but I have not but seen this, is this one film. yeah and people love his stuff is it's it his new one so. 2018 he's probably, true, got he probably got four or five another films one since then, didn't he yeah. do one with Isabelle Huppert that came that out that was a few years back oh that was actually. a few years back unless he made another one he <laughs> did one called In Another Country yeah which he shot like while he was at a film festival I think he shot while he was at like con or something like that Yeah. that's how we gotta make movies Mark yeah you just never saw you just film on the go all yeah, the time. all the time. Whoever's around you. So we also have Long Day's Journey into Night. This is the big Chinese yeah, kind of art film. Gone. Yeah. I love this guy. Did you? Uh, do you love this film? I do. Yeah. Did you see it in 3D? I did. Yeah. I saw it. Oh, were you like, whoa? Uh, I mean, yeah. It's the, the 3D. It's you know, it's, not, it's gimmicky. It's not. It, it, he's not like. Gimmicky. Hey. Yeah. yeah. He's like coming towards no, you. But he literally goes into a movie theater at one point and puts on 3D glasses. Oh, That's just like the Twix, the Fred the Fourth. Yeah, Fork, exactly. Like, when you mentioned that last, I week, believe I this like, film. Do you have the 3D version? We do. Yeah. Because it was released in 3D. Oh. Oh no, Twix. No, no, not Twix. Not Twix. This one. Yeah. Yeah. Journey to Night. Blu-ray has 3D. Yeah. For 3D TVs. Yeah. Yeah. But I want the red. I want the blue. And red. DVD doesn't. They don't do the blue and red anymore. Uh, I mean, it always looks like crap, but yeah. <laughs> still fun. You know what I found is that 3D, the smaller it is, the better it works for me. Mm-hmm. So that when it's big, it doesn't really work, but when it's small, you get like a lot of depth yeah, to it. Right. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. 3D knowledge. So you love this movie. It's going to be in your top great. 10 of the year. Probably, yeah. I mean, I like um, I liked his last film a lot too, Kylie Blues, which was mm-hmm. a few years ago. Similar yeah, which was like thing. a long take, kind yeah, of show off the art it house is. thing. Yeah, that one yeah. has like a long, yeah. yeah, a long take where he's on a the camera's on a motorcycle mm-hmm. and it's going through a town and it never stopped. But his films are just really they're about memories and yeah. dreams and stuff like that. And it just like what's really real, gets that, what's yeah, not. You it just, gets that. It's all about of, the mood, yeah, man. You know? Yeah, there you go. You get it. You get where I'm coming from. So we also um, have uh, Pink Wall from Passion River. Six scenes, six years, six moments that shape the relationship of Jenna and Leon. You should be like a trailer. You should see these trailers, man. I <laughs> yeah, like this. That's right. um, yeah, this is an indie film with uh, Tatiana Maslany, Canada, right. Canada's own. Who directed um, this? Because he's an actor, Matt, right? Uh, not Matt. Tom Cullen. <laughs> I got excited for a second. Though. You're like, Matt. I'm like, Frewer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely Matt Frewer. His directorial debut. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So no, some Matt guy. 
guy. Tom Cullen. Okay, uh, Tom not Cullen. Not at all. I don't know why I said <laughs> that. Tom Cullen, who you might know from uh, the Andrew High film Weekend from. Yes, that's what I saw. That. Yeah, yeah. So he was an actor, and now he's, he's also done another movie, also with Tatiana Maslany a couple years ago, mm-hmm. called The Other Half, which was really uh, well Did you see Pink Wall? I haven't seen this yet, but it's with her, uh, her and uh, Jay Duplass. Yeah, Jay Duplass. <laughs> the lesser Duplass like, brother. Because who does more acting nowadays? Oh, he does Mark he? Because yeah. he was like the director. I always consider him like now. the director. Yeah, he's in a lot of indie stuff. Like he was in Beatrice at Dinner. He was in, oh, he was I, in I a lot of Beatrice at Dinner. Oh, really good. Really good. Uh, uh, I imagine Jay Duplass is like, I wanted the Lazarus Project. I'm the one <laughs> yeah, who wanted to be like the lesser Duplass appearing in horror films. I would argue Jay Duplass probably has like the better acting credits. Really? Say at this point. No. I mean, Mark Duplass. So he's like a Jim Belushi. Yeah. There you go. It's weird that the Duplass brothers just stopped making indie films. Yeah, like, they just didn't direct. They're know, like, we said everything. acting. You know, Mark Duplass does the creep movies. Yeah, he, he's like, things. oh, actually, Mark Duplass, he's um, in a producerial position on those ones. Yeah. I remember he gave he did Tangerine. Sundance. Yeah, he, he gave the money to you. like, getting more into producing. But now he's like, I've done it all, yeah, so I, I don't need to do yeah, anything so else, I'm just going to act like a weirdo in these creep movies. You seen The League? Enjoy The League. The League is actually really funny. Yeah, I've heard really good things. You don't need to care about fantasy football, because I don't know what that is. Is there dragons? Yeah, right. So we also have uh, Rambo: Last Blood. You know what? <laughs> Didn't see this, this in theaters, yeah, and because um, uh, uh, someone who saw it said it was just as racist as the trailers will make it look like. I'm not and surprised. I yeah. said I'm the only good man left. My friends went and paid to see it in wow, theaters. Yeah, wow. And you, but uh, I did end up seeing oh, it uh, after it was released on home video, and. It's Any not bit? good. Yeah. No, you know what it feels like? A Rambo fan film. Where it's That's like, they good. put Rambo in the situation which he's never really been in and doesn't feel right. Yeah. It's too colorful and slick. Nothing mm. happens for an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. And then at the end, he kills people in really creative ways for like 10 minutes in tunnels. Not enough for me. Yeah. I was never a big Rambo fan other than First Blood. Yeah, that's the thing. I was kind of mad on the Rambo series. I did like the last one though. I I actually had fun with the last one. It's okay. it was like so brutally violent. Yeah, but only at the end. It was kind of boring up until then. Yeah, I I don't remember much up until the last half. I'm all about Rocky. Rocky's my boy. Fair enough. enough. What, you don't like Rocky? I was more of a Schwarzenegger guy in general in the 80s, so Rocky, I mean, Sylvester Stallone is the it. true artist, though. Yeah, I'm not as much a Stallone guy. He's <gasps> more of a Stallone is so guy. much funnier than Arnold. I, and he has so I many lesser films. I, I find Schwarzenegger way funnier than Stallone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess Stallone's more in bad stuff. That's why yeah, I think of him I as mean, funny. I mean, I love him in, like, Demolition Man. And actually, stuff. no, like, you know what? Arnold is actually more uh, consciously funny. Yeah. But Arnold, I like, I just, I, I lo- I just love the Stallone. And probably my image yeah. formed when Ain't It Cool News, when I think Rambo was coming out, they posted, like, long interviews with Stallone, yeah, yeah. where he was, like, very humble. Because he always does that, yeah. like, when a movie's coming out, he's like, oh, yeah, that was yeah. really bad. Uh, don't know what I was thinking. And then he releases, like, a huge ego project yeah, like, you yeah. can't do that man <laughs> yeah Ooh. we know how you really f- and i mean sloan in this rambo film looks like a monster like oh my like god a monster for, for a while years. i remember watching bullet in the head years ago which was an awful movie <laughs> oh ripped oh, oh Walter, late period movie. walter but yeah Hill. when Ooh. he's in that bathhouse or whatever he's got yeah. his shirt off and he looks disgusting mm-hmm. honestly so we got these peculiar days by tla tla's still in business they are they're still releasing films and this looks cool it's mexican kinda, like, film yeah it looks of, like kind of a mark duplassy yeah, film like eight a, friends go to a cottage like a surrealist touch oh does it i think they go to this cabin in the woods after graduation i was like, like is it a horror film no not really like surrealist coming yeah. of age sort of relationship. Cool. It looks interesting. I mean, not really that many cool Mexican films yeah, come exactly. out uh, that in North America. We got Water and Sugar. Oh, wait. 
I almost missed one. Yeah. Trick. Trick. From my is. man, Patrick Lussier, <laughs> which uh, this film has not been well received. Not well received. I want I've see not it, seen it. It looks kind of like a throwback to 90s. <laughs> but people have said that like it's bad know. to the point that like it's not fun bad. I've yeah, seen scenes yeah. that people have shown me that are like hilarious wow. where like someone will be like, okay, the killer's here. Uh, I got to come back. Don't worry. And the guy goes away, comes back, and he's like, oh, are you okay? Oh, the killer didn't come, obviously. <laughs> oh, oh my God. And he like pulls a blanket away and the person's cut in half. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yep. I mean, that sounds about right. I mean, I love that Omar Epps is the lead. I, I always liked Omar Epps. Yeah. Cool. Poor Omar Epps. He's well, I know. I saw, <laughs> last thing I saw him in was Traffic, I think. Not the Steven Soderbergh Traffic. Oh, another he, Traffic. Yeah, I went from a few years ago. Wait, traffic on, with a K. Omar Epps, he was on good. House, right? He was on House. Yeah, yeah that's where years. I think he's doing fine. He's yeah, doing. he's fine. Yeah, Water and Sugar, Carlo Di Palma. There's yeah. a documentary about, I actually didn't recognize his name um, until a, I looked into it. He's a cinematographer. Steam cinematographer. Yes. Too. He worked with Woody Allen, <laughs> yeah. Tonioni. A lot of people say. Ferrara's name's on the front. So really? He does interviews, so I guess I mean, he on yeah, it. guarantee. Yeah, it's just an interview like, yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, this guy's good. You know, back then. And there were a lot of sexy ladies. <laughs> April Ferrara. How is he continue making filmmakers? I, I love it. I love it. Uh, supposedly, like, the cinematographers sometimes do all the work for him. Is yeah, what I've heard. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah. this guy, Woody Allen, uh, said that he kind of brought his style, like yeah. post kind of around Hannah and his sister after Gordon yeah. Willis left, yeah. and kind of gave it kind of a more smooth. I mean, you'll if you. I was going to say, if you say one thing about Woody Allen... No, you'll say many other things <laughs> yeah. before that. Yeah, we'll say a lot of them. <laughs> Do you know that there's a photo of Woody Allen in the um, glasses store? There is. I see Every that. time I walk by, I'm like, maybe yeah, they want to take this off. There's a glasses shop out front by our store, and there's a photo of Woody Allen. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Glasses on, so. I mean, I guess, I guess he's a famous glasses, glasses guy. Give me the Woody Allen. Yeah, I want to look like Woody Allen. But Woody movie. Allen would always hire, like, the greatest cinematographers oh, to yeah. shoot his film. Absolutely. Like, he got that Chinese cinematographer. I don't recall his name. And if I did... I would pronounce it incorrectly, yeah, who did, like, Farewell My Concubine yep. and stuff like that, to shoot his, like, lame. <laughs> no, I know. He's a, he has a, you know, he has a good eye. Like, is a rainy day in New York ever going to come out in North America? Because it came out in France. Point. Well, Amazon canceled that deal, right? So <laughs> oh, they were like, supposed to release it? Yeah, well, Woody Allen oh. sued Amazon because they, they had a yeah. seven-picture deal. I hear it is one of the... just like, yeah, we're not going to do that. It's anymore. like the Into the Spider-Verse of Woody Allen films where yeah. everyone is a Woody Allen. Like, Jude Law's a Woody Allen. Just like, There's like, oh, this is the weak Woody <laughs> Allen. This like is the direct Woody Allen. Yeah. Oh man, do you remember what is the one that Kenneth Branagh uh, starred in? Uh, Celebrity, I think. Celebrity. I actually never saw that. Where one. he is like yeah. so Woody Allen, yeah. and it's like him oh. trying to do um, like La Dolce Vita, so like yeah. black and white. I think it takes place in Italy as well. And wow, if you ever want to see Kenneth Branagh do like, it's so funny. He's like, oh, That's like if you ever want to see this guy do Woody Allen? Yeah. Like, does Woody I Allen? Know. I stopped watching Woody Allen <laughs> for obvious like, reasons. Midnight in Paris was probably the last. One. No, To Rome with Love. That was the last one. Because you're. Like, ah, yes, Fuck midnight this movie. <laughs> Threw right. it in the garbage. Yeah. Is, I hated to roam alone. You know, Bruce Willis was supposed to be in a Woody Allen movie, yeah, but he was he such fired. an asshole, right? <laughs> he didn't know his he was lines. To be in Cafe Society, yeah, right? he yeah. was supposed to play a Steve Carell role, right? Right. Um, we also have uh, Where's My Rory Cohen? Ray Cohen, a very bad man, very bad man who helped documentary uh, about an evil, Donald evil Trump, man, yeah. um, as well as Joseph McCarthy. Back yeah, in the days. oh my and, god, like, this he's guy the worst. Has, like, basically been associated with all the worst, but he's interviewed in this documentary, isn't he? Yeah, so it's almost like an Errol Morris. Unless it ends with him being like lit on fire at yeah, the end. Yeah, it's like, like ah! that Dick Cheney Errol Morris. Oh, uh, right? yeah. So you're, I don't want to judge this. This that's is imp uh, impartial. <laughs> I know. Well, it's on the front cover. It's like, yeah. you know, when you see him, when you're in the, pre you know you're in the presence of evil. When you're, uh, <laughs> is 
that what he agreed for? Like he's yeah, like, yeah, it's like he knows, but he's like on the. So I guess he's aware. Of yeah, his he's like I'm evil. I don't care. An evil man. He yeah. doesn't care. He's old. He's gonna die. He's no old. one likes him. Yeah. yeah. So we also have um, Fiddler, a miracle of miracles, <laughs> a documentary about Fiddler on the Roof, a film I have never seen. I even though you look at me either. and yeah. you'd assume that I'm Jewish. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> If you're so going from kind of uh, stereotypical, yeah, they do curly okay. hair and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, I pointed at something that no one can see. <laughs> and yeah, Fiddler on the Roof, not one, even I've though it's directed by Norman Jewett, and you yeah. love Jesus Christ, uh, I superstar. I have no, I've never seen a stage version mm-hmm. of Fiddler. I, it's, I don't know it. I guess yeah, yeah I Catholic. Love it in the popular. My parents are like, but... maybe we don't want to watch the <laughs> Jewish film. I'm like, can I watch the Golem? And they're like, no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> No, that didn't happen. But yeah. you know what? Maybe I'll watch Fiddler on the Roof this holiday yeah, season. Yeah, and then watch the documentary about it. <laughs> so good. This it got its like, own release. Seriously, people love Fiddler so much. It yeah. has its own documentary. And apparently, I'm sure it's great. This is about, I mean, you hate musicals. So. Yeah, I hate musicals. I'm never going to watch this. But if you like Fiddler, this goes through the whole, like, where it came from, yeah. the stage versions, the movie versions. Wait, aren't you like going to, don't you want to um, complete your Norman Jewish and you're like a completist? You're like the Hurricane, uh, Fist, I've never seen the, the Sylvester hurricane. Stallone film. That he yeah. made with. I've never seen that. I don't think I've seen many Norman Jews. If I'm being <laughs> oh, real. Oh, Fist is written by Joe Hesterhausen it as is, well. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of his early scripts. Wong right? Jing, the Hong Kong director who directed such classics as City Hunter and a whole bunch of other trash, yep. said that Norman Jewison is his favorite director. What? Because he said Norman Jewison can do anything. Are you that, Like in genre wise, because like Cincinnati Kid is really uh, good as well with Steve McQueen, <laughs> yeah. the gambling movie. He, you know, he's a journeyman and mm-hmm. did like really good stuff. I mean. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> It's funny though, we had we actually had a Norman Jewison section in yes. the director section for a little we never had him and then the old managers were like, We have to put Norman Jewison in there. Do we're you all like what if he comes uh, in? I don't know. Like, do people care that much about his film? So we put him in there and it only lasted like a year. <laughs> a year? Wait, what? Nobody cared. Nobody was going there. Any people would be like, Oh, I looked for the hurricane and drama, whereas like no uh, no one would be one like, It's a Norman Jewison film. Like, I know Norman Nobody's Jewison. like, Where are the Norman Jewison mm-hmm. films, right? You know what? So, I'm gonna have to do an episode of the important cinema club on Norman Jewison now. Yeah, because, do it. Yeah. Do it. I need to watch more because I've only really ever seen Jesus Christ Superstar and maybe a couple. But you of love Jesus Christ I, Superstar. I do, I do. Especially the but style I, in that film. But, 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 but is that do, like do, his do, do, other do, do, movies? Do, do, do. Though, no, like, I think that's the thing. Like but, he's a journeyman. Yeah, though, but right? he's not like but I mean a journeyman it's weird because like as long as they pick a very particular style mm-hmm. and they kind of explore it, as opposed to Ron Howard, who has no style. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, so it's like I think there's a big we need to find a new word for like because I'm not because Norman Jewison's obviously Cindy a is also guy. a journeyman. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah but yep. you would say that he has a particular yeah, style that he brings you know, to every motion picture. So no, yeah. I would agree. All right. Well, that's it. For, that's it. Yeah. All wow. the releases that are coming out this week. It's an hour and fifteen minutes. Like wow, every, every time, time. <laughs> every single like time. We don't even plan this out. Nope. Um, do you have any recommendations before we go? Because uh, we're not going to be back next week. It's the I know. So season. we're going to take a week off next week because nothing's coming nothing's in as well. Really, there's a few small. Yeah. Things, Maybe we'll come back the week after that. Share some. Of our favorites that. of the yeah, year. We'll come back for the new year. And, you know. I guess we could do favorite Blu-rays. I guess of yeah, the year of, that were released yeah, this year. Yeah, you know we can do that. Yeah, that's something. what we'll do. And yeah. we'll talk. Like, um, you ever read Cinemascope? Yeah, love you know, uh, I mean, the best article is Jonathan Rosenbaum's DVD roundup yeah, in every I issue, he's so and he's just like so. rambling the I entire <laughs> time. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, so exactly. Make sure to tune in. Oh, I gotta let people know you gotta uh, review and Please rate us do. on iTunes. Yeah, Three rate, people. Review. Uh, rated us, mm-hmm. so I think we have five stars now. Yeah, but no one wrote like words. Yeah, so you got to do like, that. Great or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the show. <laughs> like I watched Aspen Extreme because of your uh, <laughs> podcast. 
Mike Wood. <laughs> we love you, Mike. Yeah, uh, basically video podcast number one fan. Yeah. <laughs> Unless somebody wants to jump in, yeah. write a review, and they oh. become the number one fan. Do it and subscribe on iTunes. Tell Please your do. friends. Please do. Share it on Twitter. Every week. Every week. Yeah. Every week. And we'll, yeah, Mark will give you something if you do it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Mark's making a face right yeah, now. Definitely. So, uh, happy holidays. Yeah. And uh, from us at Bay Street Video, keep buying. Keep buying. Keep renting. <laughs> no, no, you screwed, screwed it up. up. <laughs>